and welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. I'm Alan, and as always, joined by my friend Ski. Yo, yo. And Brent. Got it. As we continue our quest to determine the greatest episode in the entire 180 episode series of the Golden Girls. Today, we're going to go over uh, episode 11, Stan Returns. And uh, with that, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Ski for the recap. You know, before I get started, I want to point out a fun fact of my own. Uh, if you superimpose an A right after the first S in the title, it's Satan Return. <laughs> so. uh, I don't know if that qualifies as a fun fact. but <laughs> An evil fun fact, Alan. Sure, yeah. <laughs> anyway, say, I mean, Stan's Return originally aired on... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that was dumb, I know, but whatever. Yeah, that's all right. I, I own it. <laughs> uh, originally aired on November 30th, 1985. Uh, was produced by Kathy Spear and Terry Grossman. Co-produced by Marsha Posner-Williams. Created by Susan Harris. Written by Kathy Spear and Terry Grossman. And directed by Jim Drake. We open this episode with uh, Rose and Blanche uh, in the kitchen discussing uh, possible locations for an upcoming vacation they're all going to take. Well, not all, but uh, Blanche suggests an island vacation uh, brings up Martinique, uh, but Rose says she was thinking of like Williamsburg, uh, Williamsburg, Virginia, or Washington, D.C. Then Sophia enters and kind of overhears the conversation and assumes that Rose is moving, first of all. Uh, she quickly realizes that the three younger girls are hoping that she'll stay behind and watch the house. Dorothy was supposed to tell her mom about the vacation, but uh, had not. She says uh, she wanted to wait for the right moment, quote, like right after we landed in New York, unquote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's funny that they would not even discuss it with Sophia <laughs> to begin with. I think with. that would be a pretty early on. Right. Well, I would think that she, they don't have pets, as far yeah. as we know. It's literally yeah. just a house. I don't know if you need a house sitter. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> Bring back Coco. Or, and don't they have a, some sort of a shitty alarm system from yeah. an earlier episode? Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, Rose is the only one with halfway decent ideas, mm-hmm. you know, because basically Dorothy wants to go back to where she used to live, mm-hmm. and Blanche wants to go someplace that's not entirely dissimilar to Miami. <laughs> right. <laughs> so at least Rose wants to go someplace slightly different. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I could see it both. Yeah. From from what you're saying, for your reasoning, I would agree with that. The only thing I'd say, though, is that uh, neither one, Williamsburg nor um, Washington, D.C., hold any interest to me at this point Um, (laughs) now granted you know we're in the middle of the country so we don't Mm -hmm. have you know either one of those other you know other reasons that would kind of disqualify the two options you mentioned yeah but um yeah i don't know i guess like you said you just said what halfway decent so i think that's about as far towards decent (laughs) as you can go well i will say blanche's uh um, enthusiasm was also towards an island vacation full of exotic men that didn't speak english (laughs) yeah what do the women speak uh, French. <laughs> I think that was my favorite line from the episode. Oh, yeah? <laughs> they have many uh, possible options yes. that they've come up with for vacation destinations, yeah. all of which Sophia has been disincluded from. Because yes, no matter where they're going, right. she's, not, she's not part of it. Right. Do you think that's because she doesn't work as hard as the rest of them? She doesn't really deserve a vacation? Uh, probably. <laughs> I mean, I would say that it's... Uh, yeah, maybe situation. We don't know what she contributes to the house. I don't know if mm-hmm. uh, Dorothy plays double or if her Social Security yeah. goes towards you know her quarter. Well, I kind of think Sophia may be the only one that's actually retired out of them. Yeah, yeah. The other three are all definitely working, which is something I want to discuss a little later all in right. the uh, that episode. Fair. So. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Stan actually arrives at the house, much to everybody's surprise. He needs Dorothy's signature on some papers to sell an old property uh, they bought together when they just first got married. You buy a lot of property on your honeymoon? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they must have uh, been pretty young, but also fairly affluent. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> cause it seems like they were you know, struggling to make ends meet. Right, know? but they, wouldn't have, they just had a pr- piece of property sitting for 38 plus years <laughs> exactly. you know, during their marriage, uh, yeah. just waiting for retirement someday. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, of course, and then they even uh, categorize it kind of as, uh, or not categorize, but... They kind of described it as like swampland. Right. So not exactly a, you know, I don't know. A Prime big, real estate. Yeah, right. <laughs> so. so just play, you know, I I think of myself whenever I retire, I want to have some place where I have to work extra hard to upkeep. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's also nice to have alligators and whatnot. And musty smells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the musty smells typically come from being uh, retired anyway. Well, you know. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Maybe Dorothy just wants something with more leathery skin than her. <laughs> right, could be. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Sophia confronts Dorothy about leaving her out of the vacation plans as she's kind of entering the uh, living room to go get the door for Stan. Dorothy says they'll discuss her after Stan leaves, but uh, Dorothy, or Sophia says she doesn't really see the point. She says, I hope a neighbor comes by to give me fresh water. <laughs> yeah. Stan enters in a very friendly way, like almost overly friendly, uh, kind of leading in for a hug, but Dorothy kind of sets the rules early on, saying no hugging or kissing, etc. Kind of keep it business-oriented. And uh, they'll be signing the papers and finishing up and, and call it quits. Uh, Sophia and Dorothy both ask, ask if Stan's uh, new wife, his younger wife, is uh, there with him. And he says that she's actually back in Maui. Dorothy uh, scans over the paperwork once uh, Stan hands it to her and realizes that she can't sign today. It has to be you know, authorized by a notary. And so they agree to meet the next day and take care of it. Stan uh, kind of thanks him. Again, kind of being extra sweet. Uh, Dorothy and Sophia have a funny back and forth after he exits. Says, "Why did I ever marry that man?" And she says, "Cause you knocked you up." <laughs> and then she goes into, "Why did I let that man knock me up?" And she says, "Cause you were drunk." Yeah. Which you know, I don't know in today's day and age, <laughs> you know, because you were drunk. I mean, Dorothy could have definitely me too, Stan. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Pretty legitimately. I mean, yeah. I guess we don't know how into Stan she was. It could be that you know. The drunk part just came and did not take him precautions, mm-hmm. uh, not <laughs> not necessarily <laughs> him taking advantage of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way you go, uh, yeah, it doesn't specify a, a pro or anti Cosby inflection. Right, <laughs> fair enough. I, 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 don't, I didn't get the impression she didn't say because he drugged you. <laughs> so you know, I don't think we can quite that's equate, true. That's true. <laughs> quite the two things: drunkenness versus like yeah, intentionally drugging somebody, you know, or multiple multiple people. <laughs> so. I'm still curious as to how there can be a pro Cosby inflection. <laughs> <laughs> well, whenever he talks about Cosby, he's pro Cosby. So any inflection that he has, you know. He always figures that Cosby was set up <laughs> and exactly. uh, he'll defend him to his dying day. Yeah. The heart wants what the heart wants. The heart right. wants. Ski's heart wants pudding pops. Yeah. <laughs> I do love pudding pops. Like actually. he can rape a thousand women if pudding pops are brought back. Exactly. <laughs> you know, um, that they don't, you know, like, you know how the pudding pops used to come in like the little cans, whatever. Pudding pops in the little cans? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, well, chocolate pudding. Before oh. it was like in the little plastic tubs. Sure, yeah, but that's not a pudding pop. I understood. understood. <laughs> okay. But he sold that too. Like oh, okay. Just pudding, pudding, just yeah, the little. Exactly, yeah, but it came in like little like snack packs, packs, but whatever, exactly. like the version they had back then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but they don't. It doesn't come in cans anymore. Um, so for like Stranger Things, like when the kids are eating their little chocolate pudding, they're just cans of Vienna sausages. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah, they definitely. They just like slap a new label on there. Well, fair enough. Hopefully they cleaned out the can thoroughly <laughs> before putting the pudding in, inside of it. Hopefully it didn't have a yeah. sausage tinge that'll to be, it. That would be an interesting uh, swap. You expect pudding and get sausages. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think it would trick you too i mean you, it would definitely trick you to the point when you open the can oh, yeah i'm not but, saying um, you, i doubt you get I, a bite kind of a let down is what i'm getting <laughs> yeah, at yeah definitely unless yeah. you were really into sausage yeah it could be I mean, oh happy surprise <laughs> yeah i can't imagine that if you're thinking you're getting pudding and end up opening sausages <laughs> it's an unusual person who's able to switch their uh switch their lemonade alan taste. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where were we at? So Stan, yeah, they go yeah, back and forth. Yeah, after they're a little back and forth about why, you know. Stan taking advantage and that uh, We have a scene change, and Stan and Dorothy are trying to uh, kind of discuss some stuff at a coffee shop or a little diner. Did you see the name of the diner on the outside? No, it wasn't. Food to go. Food to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I saw that. That appear to be a food to go type <laughs> place. I mean, not. it had lots of tables. It looked like your typical food exactly. to stay kind of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they serve fare that you can just take with you if you choose, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's a lot of sandwiches that are ready-made. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Dorothy's having some coffee, and Stan tries to kind of get her to have some more. And she says, you know, I didn't even really want this coffee, but you kind of pressured me mm-hmm. into it. Dorothy points out that Stan is eating, you know, a lot more variety of foods that uh, his wife wouldn't normally allow. 
Mm-hmm. What she should be pointing out is the fact that they're having no problem signing those papers without a notary. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> I thought that too. Well, no, I think that they had signed they, the papers prior to going to get the food because Stan makes a <laughs> comment like, oh, we signed the papers, we did this. Uh, gotcha. You know, so I think that they had gotten that and then Stan, you know, mm-hmm. convinced her to go out to lunch with them okay. in addition. Oh, yeah, he did say, she did say something like, you, t- you said I'd be rude if I didn't join you. Right, yeah. So. That's Which, probably what it is. I mean, Grant, I know this wasn't really part of it, but it seems odd they never discussed the parameters of this that, you know, Dorothy's like, yep, I'm, I mean, maybe Stan got it in the divorce, but it's just yeah. her name was still on the deed, so yeah. she had to sign sign it over. But yeah. uh, it is odd that that's never discussed, that there's any quid pro quo or yeah. <laughs> anything for her. But I think he mentioned that, you know, everything's like we discussed mm-hmm. when he was trying to get her to sign oh, it the okay. first time. He's like, why are you not signing? It's everything's like we discussed. Well, yeah, they definitely couldn't spend time away from that riveting B story uh, to, <laughs> <laughs> to describe it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so. I like the B story. Oh, yeah, it was just no. a pretty throwaway, but yeah, it was yeah. Uh, <laughs> not so much the vacations themselves, but it just Betty White has a couple of anecdotes. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. She she shines in those particular parts. Mm-hmm. She often does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stan's asking her uh, to not bring up Chrissy though, um, his his wife, but starts to kind of get nostalgic about uh, the memories they um, him and Dorothy did share when they were married, and then. Uh, Suggest that they take the, the long drive up to go see that property that they were just getting rid of. Um, Dorothy kind of points out that uh, that doesn't exactly click with what she wants to do with her day. How a long car drive with men, someone she doesn't really want to be around much. Right. <laughs> doesn't sound like fun. Then Stan kind of breaks down like while they're talking and admits that uh, Chrissy has left him for a younger man. Mm-hmm. And that uh, they, she left a couple months back. And Dorothy takes... Uh, Short stab at him, but then kind of uh, she has the chance to throw that irony in his face, but uh, opts not to, knowing how painful that kind of situation is. And Stan says, this is actually my favorite line from the show. He says, she told me that we were no longer sexually compatible. She didn't say those exact words. And then Dorothy, this part is actually my favorite. Of course not. Those words have more than one syllable. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely up there for me as well. That was an excellent line. And then uh, she kind of continues. She says that uh, you seem to be taking it fairly well, you know, for all this. And then he breaks down and is crying even louder, saying it's a front. Uh, Stan kind of thanks Dorothy for not being cruel in this because uh, obviously he's vulnerable. Uh, they agree to spend the day together after all and uh, go see that swamp property. <laughs> and then they'll catch uh, dinner at this uh, seafood place they've gone to before. And then they have, like, uh, varying memories of that place. Right. Uh, Stan remembers that they had to rush out before the first course. And uh, he makes it kind of like a sexy thing. But Dorothy reminds him that it was no, he just had diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was one of my favorite of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we rushed back to the hotel because you had the runs uh, from that cheap lunch you bought us. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good another stab at him. Yeah. yeah. Probably the crudest the show has ever been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't speak of diarrhea quite often in the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to call it the runs. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound like something an older, elderly woman would be saying. I don't know. Do you think them calling it the runs is more crude than if they just would have you know, specifically said diarrhea? Yeah, I think she would have said diarrhea. I don't know. I mean, I'll agree that she may have, but I don't think the runs is more crude than the word diarrhea. <laughs> I don't know. Diarrhea to me just is a word that's as gross as the actual you know, <laughs> act itself. Um, it really, I don't know of any word that encapsulates what it is better than diarrhea because it just. <laughs> <laughs> diarrhea just sounds like, I don't know, you have an excuse. You know, it's a medical condition, but the runs <laughs> just sounds like you brought it upon yourself. <laughs> so like if you have to call into work, are you like, well, if I say diarrhea, it's like I'm talking medical speak. <laughs> so they'll know <laughs> that it's uh, legit. Yeah. They're only just chalk it up to food poisoning. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, if you remember in the last episode, I think it was Rose was like squeamish about saying the word belch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> it wasn't Rose who was throwing out the runs. That's so. right. That's true. Dorothy's a harsh New Yorker. <laughs> That potty mouth, literally. Right. True enough. <laughs> anyway, we've changed scenes again, and now we're back in the kitchen, and the girls are talking about uh, the vacation options again, discussing New York specifically, because uh, that was what uh, Dorothy had mentioned. Right. Uh, Blanche talks about all the drawbacks to the Big Apple, and uh, New Yorkers are sickos, she says, but Rose has never been. She's kind of intrigued. 
Um, Sophia sarcastically points out how unsurprising it is that Rose has never been to New York, saying that she's uh, so cosmopolitan. I right. Think. Yeah, well, I mean, New York at that time was definitely a much rougher place. You know, I know that, uh, like, even the main tourist areas had reputations for being a, you know, at least a place you really had to be cautious about. And certainly if you got outside of the main drags, then you were really putting yourself at, you know, at least some perceived risk. <laughs> You know, I think since then the place got cleaned up quite a bit, um, and it's much more uh, tourist friendly at this point. So, yeah, so yeah, I've never been to New York either. I've uh, been you know, parts I've of the state, but I've never been to New York City. <coughs> New York City, sorry. Well, I love New York City. I mean, we've been I don't know eight, eight or nine times at this point. Something wow, like that. Wow, yeah. I know you've been that frequently. Yeah, and uh, it's it's one of my favorite cities to go to. But I didn't start going until you know it was already a little more uh, yeah, safe. far more <laughs> safe and tourist friendly than it maybe was in the mid 80s so well rose brings up uh the option of maybe going to hollywood and blanche seems to really like that idea again sophia kind of chimes in and says well great no sickos there uh, rose tells a story then about her childhood when she was uh wanting to take uh, acting lessons but uh, never ended up doing that she said the uh, she, someone said she looked at a young barbara billingsley right yeah that's yeah. correct which uh, for those of you who don't know which uh I didn't know off the top of my head. The name was very familiar, but I, I did have to look it up. But that's June Cleaver from Leave it to Beaver. Is, uh, she had quite a few other um, credits, a lot of uncredited work as well, which was, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, a little surprising. But uh, mm -hmm. I think her last role was as the aunt on the Leave it to Beaver movie that came out in like 97, something mm -hmm. along those lines. Gotcha. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Was it that late? Yep. Mm -hmm. so. She did um, the voice of Nan on Muppet Babies, right? Oh, did she? Yeah. I'm not sure if that was credited or uncredited, but yeah. I would think in the whole series, I would hope that she'd get credit for it. Somewhere, yeah, <laughs> yeah. even though they never show her face, right? Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, voice actors, it's kind of mm -hmm. really important Irrelevant that you get, anyway. <laughs> get credited for those yeah. things. So, so. And then the, basically they decide that uh, Hollywood is kind of like their best choice, and they decide they're going to tell Dorothy whenever she wakes up. Uh, they kind of start to toast their orange juice for the morning, and just then Stan walks in uh, wearing a pink house coat. They both kind of do a spit take, not expecting him to be there, obviously. Right. He asked if he could use the phone, and Rose points out that there's a phone in the living room. He says thanks and exits to the uh, to go use it. Uh, Dorothy then enters the kitchen. Uh, she but I just – Stan asks if uh, – makes a comment that, oh, they probably didn't recognize oh, him yes. without the toupee on. That's a good line, too. Now, do you think he's just jacking with him at that point? Yeah. Or <laughs> – I mean, surely he has to realize that the shock <laughs> wouldn't be yeah. – <laughs> the lack of the toupee that there was yeah. a stranger in the room but yeah. uh, that it was him in the room yeah so i mean do you think so do you think blanche sends her suitors home before breakfast like they're not allowed to stay over well i'm not sure but i just don't think anybody would expect you know stan as, of all as harsh as dorothy has been about yeah, yeah, stan yeah. it um, seems like like rose is upset that there's a man there oh, let okay. alone the, like you're regardless of the fact that it's stan mm, it's so stan. like any dude walking in in a pink exactly. uh, what would you call it? Ski house coat? Yeah, pink house coat would have uh, thrown her into, thrown her off. Yeah, I think so. Well, that's fair enough. Uh, there would probably be something more of a, I don't know, a different type of shock or concern if you saw <laughs> what appeared to be a stranger walking in yeah. versus someone who you knew but really didn't expect yeah. to see there. I mean, if I came home and uh, I saw a stranger walking around the house and one of my wife's uh, you know, bathrobes. Mm -hmm. I, I would be really concerned about what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> if I saw one of you two walking around in it, then there'd probably be a much different, um, in some ways, harsher emotion <laughs> that I would feel. I mean, I'd like to think I might give you the benefit of the doubt for a moment, um, <laughs> but you'd have to really explain it quick and thoroughly. <laughs> Would that moment end when I give you the finger guns? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it would end. Hey. It wouldn't end well, but it would end. High five, guys. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'd have to... Welcome I'd like to home. think our friendship is strong enough that even... Even if you did something that horrible, that you'd at least have enough respect not to, you know, shoot the finger guns out and be like, yeah, here you go. You... I don't know. I'm trying to not let my language get away from me because it's just about to in my description of, you know, how I would take that. But, uh, yeah, I'd hope that you'd at least have the decency to be like, sorry, and then slink out. My bad. 
Now, is this, was this activity frowned upon? Because I'm going to have to plead ignorance here because <laughs> you never expressly said. We still, we still if, on for next week's podcast? Yeah. If you don't <laughs> say it's not an open relationship, then how am I to know? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were woke. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so, so Stan's in there using yeah, the phone now. Stan, Stan exits the kitchen and Dorothy comes in basically as he's leaving. And she, uh, you know, they're saying like, hey, what's up? And she quickly admits that, you know, it is exactly what it looks like. He spent the night. She also admits that she didn't expect it to happen, uh, but uh, kind of expounds on that, adding that his uh, wife left him and he, she felt sorry for him. And they ended up spending the uh, day together. And then she adds, you know, Chrissy didn't teach him a thing. <laughs> I like that line yeah, too. Yeah, that he was still as inept in the bedroom as he was prior to being with the younger woman. It's it's a nice little extra, I think. Yeah, I would say so. And I wouldn't necessarily think that a younger woman, in all cases, would teach uh, someone uh-huh. or younger person, woman or man. Yeah. But I would think that if you were out of the, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, had not been with a different person for what thirty eight years, mm-hmm. that maybe there would be some new tricks, regardless of who the uh, who mm-hmm. the new. Well, that plus was. she's if she's younger, maybe more flexible, a little more energy. He has to step up his game. Yeah, perhaps. Um, or she would do more of the work herself. Uh, that's true. That's yeah. a good point. I mean, we do find out that the sex was terrific later on in the episode. <laughs> but wasn't it just terrific in comparison to B. Arthur? Like, well, perhaps. Yeah, but we, <laughs> we don't, don't know we how don't. good she is. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we know the two of it's, them got together when they were very young. Uh-huh. Um, so w- w- I think you could. Make the argument that Stan, unless he philandered throughout the relationship, um, would be pretty limited as far as his number of sexual partners. So, yeah, I would think B. Arthur would definitely have to be the baseline for him in comparison. Towards the end, doesn't he say that? And it's okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so throws her that bone, I guess. Exactly. (laughs) Double entendre. Yeah. Sophia kind of butts in saying that uh, if he's moving in, I'm moving out. Uh, Dorothy dispels that idea and tells them it was uh, just a single night uh, with a comfortable stranger, but it's over. They're not getting back together. And then she exits the kitchen also to go talk to Stan, uh, but he's still on the phone, and she overhears him ordering a bunch of roses uh, and placing the message with those to read uh, to Dorothy and a wonderful new beginning. Of course, she didn't realize that last night meant a lot more to him than it did to her. Right. Uh, again, we change scene. Uh, the girls are in the living room, uh, which is at this point filled with flowers because apparently he ordered tons of roses. Right. Rose and Blanche are going to see the travel agent to plan their Hollywood uh, trip details and ask if Dorothy can come. Uh, but uh, she still insists that she doesn't want to go there and uh, see houses that uh, may or may not belong to Lucille Ball. Right. <laughs> uh, but then also says that uh, she can't join him because Dan will be there shortly. Doesn't it seem like there would just be a good opportunity for Dorothy to say, okay, well, me and Ma are going to go on our own vacation elsewhere. Right. Yeah, I mean, they already shit on her by not inviting her to the first one. This <laughs> exactly. would be a way to kind of redeem that. She seems like a woman exactly. who probably would really enjoy New York, <laughs> you exactly. know, because her old stomping grounds. And yeah. You're like, you two take the first week of January, we'll take the second week of January. That way they don't have to worry about a house sitter. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they wouldn't have to worry about a house sitter at all if Coco was still around. Exactly. So, Unless, of course, they take him on vacation with them to <laughs> still attend to their needs. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Blanche says that she's still opposed to New York, but Rose kind of uh, goes on to say she just wants to be somewhere where they're friendly to Americans. Mm. I would assume that'd be anywhere in the United States, correct? Well, yeah. one would think so. Yeah. But I, uh, I guess, I don't know, maybe she's referring to uh, potential places like uh, Martinique where they speak French. <laughs> well, but, I mean, I wouldn't think, I would have to think almost uh-huh. any Caribbean island. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid Americans! <laughs> I think any Caribbean island is pretty uh, uh, pretty friendly towards Americans just because, you know, pretty large source of their tourism <laughs> yeah. dollars and whatnot. Um, but it would be a, a poor choice to uh, alienate the largest nation nearby. Right. Well, I'm, I don't know. I, I can't think of any area off the top of my head that would be a reasonable traveling distance for them that they'd have to worry about having a particular <laughs> dislike of Americans back in 1985, 86. Maybe Cuba. Yeah. I was going to say Cuba. Yeah, that's yeah, fair enough. And so uh, Dorothy says that she can't join him because Stan's coming over. And Blanche asks if uh, it's to bring more flowers. Right. <laughs> Rose then goes on to explain that she doesn't understand how, you know, the series of events kind of unfolded, how, you know, 
you go to have lunch with somebody for a business type venture, end up in bed, then she goes off on this tangent of uh, different things she doesn't understand. Right. And she kind of finishes with, uh, she also doesn't understand how a thermos keeps things both hot and cold. Mm-hmm. I, I knew that they were going to go someplace, you know, with a, a, a joke at, you know, the <laughs> Rose's intelligence expense uh, there. <laughs> And I, that was it was good enough. I felt like they mm-hmm. could have put something much funnier in there. Um, that was a lost opportunity. I felt like, but she definitely makes up for it with her next story that's coming up from her. True, true. Well, and then uh, as far as the thermos part goes, the thermos comment, Dorothy kind of says something along the lines of, "If I ever sleep with Mister Wizard, I'll, uh, I'll I'll try to check in on that or something. Right. <laughs> try to get the details." Now, for those of you who don't know, Mr. Wizard was like Bill Nye from the 80s. That's right. <laughs> Dorothy confesses that she uh, uh, she confesses that she should have told him, you know, about how she felt, but she didn't know how, and that uh, she's still kind of confused herself about what feelings she's having right now. And now they're back at the kitchen table, right? Say what? They're back at the kitchen table now. I think they're in the uh, living room still. Hmm. At this point, because Stan's about to arrive. Yeah, she hasn't talked to Stan yet to where she's kind of made up her mind yeah. just yet. So, yeah, at this point, um, they're just but, about to go. Yeah, at least into the they're, they're walking towards the door, and uh, and then actually it knocks. Uh, Stan is there. Blanche and Rose kind of, you know, make gotcha. their, their leave of them. Uh, Dorothy says they need to talk, and then Stan asks about them getting back together, of course. Right. Uh, just then, Sophia kind of enters with... A, what I call gaggle of older ladies. Yeah, I think it was the gang of eight. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, they are friends from her vacation club mm-hmm. that she has joined because she says a lot of uh, people like to go on vacation without their mom, right? Well, yeah, she kind of indicated that this entire group of women are people who have been left behind by their children when they go on <laughs> vacations, which I don't know. It seems, uh, I don't know if you can call it a vacation club anymore. <laughs> it's a yeah. club of sorts, but... Uh, maybe some kind of like uh, uh, what is it called? Like a, a a staycation club. Staycation. I like that. <laughs> so well, I was going to say a, a uh, I can't think of the word. Bitter old woman club. No, Heron. where you uh, talk to each other about your feelings. Oh, support stuff. group. Support group. Thank <laughs> oh, okay. you. Fair That's enough. exactly what I was trying to say. Uh, so and also she wants to show off her uh, her daughter because they uh, they've never seen a uh, a woman who wants to get back with her ex husband. And or who would sleep with her ex-husband. Sleep with her, yes. And yeah. then she, she points out Stan, and uh, she's like, I can't explain it either. <laughs> well, let's be fair. For the ladies that she was showing, you know, this group of octogenarians um, that she's introducing mm-hmm. to this situation, they would have all lived in a time where you wouldn't divorce the man that was cheating on you. Probably because not, Because you yeah. would probably just stay with it because of the stigma around uh, around that. Divorce in the first place. Right. I mean, that was back when the rule of thumb when you could, you know, still <laughs> hit your wife with something that wasn't any wider than your thumb, I believe. So... Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. Yeah, this these, this group of women may have not realized, you know, seen a woman in such a state, but they also <laughs> wouldn't have necessarily seen a ton <laughs> that were divorced to begin with. So, and at that point, obviously, Dorothy and Stan decide to move their conversation to the kitchen for some privacy. Stan then starts pleading his case about, you know, how they should start over, and tries to remind her of all the good times they had over thir- their thirty-eight years together. Uh, Dorothy then points out how awful it was that you know he cheated on her and left. Uh, Stan argues that the fact that they uh, slept together the other night proves that there's still kind of a spark in their relationship. Right. He uh, talks about things that they had planned on doing previously. I think he says something about, uh, you know, obviously mentions the the property that Mm -hmm. they were going to sell. Doesn't he say something about uh, starting a a little shop or something? Yeah, he goes into that they could go on cruises, open the antique shop that Dorothy's always wanted to open. Mm -hmm as well as build a home uh, that they had always dreamed of on that piece of property that they purchased, you know, 38, 40, whatever years ago at this point, which I'm thinking, you know, Dorothy's still working part-time as a substitute teacher (laughs) in order to pay the bills. And uh, Stan is in a position where he's needing to sell this property so that he can, you know, afford whatever. His high-class lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. uh, So where is the money coming in for cruises, opening a new business, and building a dream home? Well, that's Uh, when they're together, Alan. You can't do it apart. (laughs) (laughs) With their combined income. (laughs) Right. You won't have to, you know, have the house in Maui anymore where he's living with Chris. Oh, that's true. I imagine that's pretty pricey. He can probably afford, you know, something nice to cruise. Yeah, fair enough. And maybe Chrissy's got uh, a taste for the more expensive things. Like, okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now she does say something later on about uh, their uh, 
solar heated uh, waterbed, right? Yeah, yeah. That mm-hmm. sounds fancy back in the 80s. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, mine was just electric heated. Yeah, I don't know how the did they have a solar panel on the outside, or was it on the, was the waterbed located under <laughs> skylights? It's, it's by a window. Oh, it's okay, fair <laughs> enough. Solar heating. Yeah, <laughs> just the way we're all heated by solar power. <laughs> the sun shines upon us, right. therefore we're solar solar heated. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Still waiting for the sun to shine on me. <laughs> it's got to shine on a dog's ass someday, right? <laughs> Uh, and obviously, he's playing with her, obviously, kind of giving her, her his side of it. Uh, he begins to leave and kind of asks her to think it over. He says, I don't want a decision right now. Uh, but before exiting, he kind of admits that uh, he loves her. He always has, even if it took him a long time to realize it. He leaves. Uh, Dorothy uh, exits the uh, kitchen in the living room. And Sophia is in there still with her, uh, her vacation club girls. Right. And Sophia says, the girls and I voted that you shouldn't take him back. Yeah, and they all shake their head yes. So apparently it was a unanimous vote. And I would I would say the same, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, she really softened her stance on Stan over the course of, what, eight episodes? Mm-hmm. I think it was like the second, was it the first or second episode? No, it was the first episode, wasn't it, that had the wedding? Mm-hmm. Or was Stan in the first episode? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, so uh, yeah. So yeah, over the course of ten episodes, she, she <laughs> really, you know, had backed off on her hatred of Stan, mm-hmm. so... Well, he turned on the charm, Alan. Well, that's true, and he was quite the charming man. That's, that's right. So he had the hair on at first, even mm-hmm. the toupee, probably probably dolling her up. Then and she, he was just like, "Ooh, yeah, definitely can't, can't resist." <laughs> I feel like if I I may have mentioned this in the past uh, when we saw him the first time, but I feel like if I was going to get a toupee, I would go <laughs> ahead and dye my hair to match the toupee, so I didn't have a toupee <laughs> that was a completely different color hair. I want to say my, this episode it was like all black. No, like the black. side was gray. Yeah, still. yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, unless he's going for like a Richard. Mustache was like yeah. black, though, I think. Yeah, that was a glorious mustache, though. <laughs> so. We change scenes again, and uh, now we see Dorothy is entering the kitchen. Uh, Rose and Blanche are sitting at the table with uh, a bunch of food out, and they're kind of waiting for her to get there. Right. Including an entire ham with yeah. a bone in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were definitely planning on a long session of counseling Dorothy. Well, Dorothy even goes to the fridge to get the food out and said, it's all out here. We didn't want to waste any time. <laughs> right. Still no cheesecake, though. I, yeah, no, so. not, not a slice. Uh, they ask her to uh, you know, sit and talk. And she starts to kind of think out loud about the situation. Right. She, she does think about her and Stan's good times. But she still can't get over the heartbreak and knowing that she can't trust him anymore, which is obviously a big deal breaker. Uh, she then obviously knows that she's kind of already made up her mind, uh, but wishes there was an easier way to let him down. Blanche kind of chimes in with, there is no easy way uh, to uh, let him down. And Rose agrees. Then Rose, I think this is the part you're talking about, kind of goes on to an interesting but uh, ultimately dead-ended story about Eddie Parker, the aqua midget. Right. <laughs> Uh, someone that was kind of smitten with her previously, and uh, he was. You want to tell that story? Well, sure. I mean, yeah. She goes into how so she explains what an aqua midget is. You know that he basically <laughs> dives off a stool into a large punch bowl and then swims to the side and gets himself out. Which I thought was a funny line. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and she says that it's. And maybe I misheard this or misunderstood it, but I got the impression she was already with Charlie and he had gone off to war. And she was working with the USO, right. um, you know, entertaining the troops and whatnot. Yeah. And then she goes into, you know, that uh, he was, you know, of course, very smitten with her. Mm-hmm. And Dorothy and Blanche, you know, go back and forth making uh, short jokes that, yeah, you know, of course, all go over failed. Rose's head. Yeah. And, of course, the two of them. And that was a, just a great scene altogether. Um, Rose even uses some language that, you know, double on trying to as far as, like, right could, could easily be puns, but she doesn't realize it. Yeah, and then she eventually goes into that she couldn't be with him, not because he was a midget, but because uh, she couldn't be with a man in show business. Right. <laughs> Which at the time, she would have been, I would assume, just as much in show business as he was if <laughs> she was with the USO show, unless she was doing administrative work with Well, she a, couldn't be with him, though, Alan. Right. So she was, but then she, she was just like a waitress or something. Oh, okay. okay. But the thing is, like... But no, she was there for emotional support. Remember, that's oh, her okay. job. <laughs> just earlier Counseling. in this episode, though, she was like, and I wanted to be an actress. Right, but I don't want to be with any of those Hollywood types. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, but that was that was definitely one of maybe Rose's best story to date, I would say. Because later we find out 
And it's just one of those discrepancies with the show because we've already met Alma. Right. Um, but that Rose's, you know, adopted parents were midgets. Oh. Because um, apparently St. Olaf has a lot of midgets. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're a hardy breed. Yeah. So, you know, they can stand well, up to the... I think uh, it's because, like, the town was founded as, like, a retirement community for circus people. Oh, okay. So I think that comes up. So maybe that's where all the midgets are coming from. Oh, well, then you kind of wonder if uh, Charlie had any entertainment background in him then. Maybe. So. Maybe. Um, Solid trapeze, you mm, think? It could be, yeah. yeah. It was quite the tiger in the sack from what we've uh, what we've heard. But then again, so was Rose, and she killed him. Yeah, that's right. That's how, how yeah. he's done him. Right. So we get past uh, all the, the short jokes and whatnot. Yeah, we, we now change scenes again. Uh, we see Stan in his hotel room, and then uh, knock on the door. Dorothy is there. She arrives, and he invites her to uh, have some refreshments and hands her a drink. Again, Stan has kind of misinterpreted uh, her intention about the visit. He misquotes. Like, well, he, he, he says, you know, oh, Stan, Stan, I want to see you. But she's like, no, Stan, I want to see you. We have right. to talk. Yeah. So obviously they it, both had to. It is odd that in both of the recaps, she said the name twice. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> understand that. Yeah, I mean, was he all worked up on the phone or yeah. she had to say it a second time because yeah. uh, she had to calm him down a little bit yeah. or get his attention? Yeah. Um, Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but uh, before they start talking, uh, Chrissy knocks on the door. Mm-hmm. She had trapped him down, and she's pleading with Stan to take her back and says, you know, I've made a horrible mistake uh, using uh, fairly funny pet names for him. She calls him Big Stan and Stickman. Mm-hmm. thought that was great. She's like, I was so wrong to think I'd be happier with John Paul. Right. Or John, yeah, John Paul. A, a, a classic Hawaiian name. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, like, Chrissy, like, the actress who played or whatever is 35, you know. So, it's, I mean, it's a 20-year differential, mm. you know. But it's not... She's not so young that she'd be going to Camp Snoopy for younger right. men. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> no, no, I suppose, though, if your husband leaves you or, or your spouse leaves you for someone who's 20 years younger, mm-hmm. you're probably going to, I don't know, exaggerate that to a certain yeah. extent. But, um, but yeah, I mean, 20 years is not that insane of an age difference, yeah. um, you know. Especially yeah, once you're 35. Right, or, yeah. You know. And and when someone's such a catch like Stan, you can't really exactly. blame him. Exactly. The stick man. Um. Yeah. I'm blanking on her name. The actress Simone Griffin. Mm-hmm. That yeah, name? that's right. Um, so her and Stan were in a show together. Uh, they did 16 episodes of a show called um, Hello Ladies oh, together, okay. um, where they were co-workers. Um, but prior to this, um, she played B. Arthur's daughter-in-law for 13 episodes of Amanda's. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. wow. So she so worked she... with both of them, but never together until this scene, and then never again. At long <laughs> last. Yeah, well, I, I was looking up the, um, you know, whenever there's a guest star, I try to take a quick look at yeah, yeah. IMDb just to see what, you know, what else they've been on. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know who writes the mini bios on there. Um, I don't know if it's the actor or actress oh, yeah. themselves or the... Called Billowy Blonde. Yeah, oh, it was my favorite, <laughs> my favorite thing. So I'm going to, you know... Hopefully not bore people too much, but read a bit of this uh, description that was on her mini bio on IMDb. Um, Tall, lovely, and willowy blonde Simone Griffith was born on April 5th, 1950 in Savannah, Georgia. She was a theater arts major at the University of South Carolina for three years. While attending college, Simone wrote, put together, and acted in a weekly children's show for a Columbia television station. She appeared on a TV commercial at age 15. Now, this is where it gets really good. She made her film debut with a charming performance as the titular sweet, innocent country lass in the enjoyable redneck exploitation item Swamp Girl. She was likewise... <laughs> so well, she's from the, uh, the, the old house. That <laughs> right, yeah. And she was like, likewise well cast as another naive hillbilly gal in the sordid 16. I just think it's funny that she was well cast as the naive <laughs> hillbilly. Um, and was excellent as David Carradine's enticing co-driver, Annie Smith, in Paul Bartel's wickedly funny sci-fi black comedy cult classic, Death Race 2000. Simone was at her sexiest as the <laughs> bored wife of a neglectful millionaire in Hot Target and was once again solid in the entertaining Crown International action opus, The Patriot. And then it goes on to listen. Now, she was a prolific guest actress as well on practically everything that was big in the 70s and 80s. It yeah. seems like she had a role on. but um, And now, in case you're curious, uh, 
Griffith now teaches acting and works alongside her husband, Wayne McDonald, as a real estate agent for high-end, low-country properties in Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. And she continues to act in independent films. Exactly. So, You know, I realized I had recognized her from something, mm-hmm. but I didn't look her up. I think I actually recognize her from Death Race 2000. Oh, have you seen that? Yeah, I actually own it. Oh. Very, very great movie. <laughs> I, I Not say really. That, I, I've seen episodes of many of the shows that she uh, guest starred in, but I can't say that I... It is actually a hilarious movie, although it's not necessarily intended to be. Mm. Well, I mean, that's what... It's campy. It's real campy. I'm sure that's what kind of makes it a cult classic. So. <laughs> The only yeah. thing I knew her from was on, um, when Helene and I were out on a honeymoon, we purchased our property from her. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> a nice, uh, <laughs> some nice swamplands uh, there in uh, low, low county <laughs> or low country. <laughs> exactly, right in the flood zone. <laughs> well, you'll be ready when the time comes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or if things you know, go wrong, then you two will have something you'll have to deal with. Um. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So anyways, yeah. So so we've met Chrissy. She wants Stan back. That's yeah, my she's favorite line of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> giving it to myself. <laughs> she's kind of pleading with him to take her back, and then Dorothy takes advantage of this uh, and kind of sides with Chrissy, saying, "You know, she's come all this way." And then Stan kind of says that Dorothy is his true love, and that his his and uh, Chrissy's relationship was always kind of superficial. Right. And that. Uh, he adds that sex with Chrissy was great. I think he says terrific even and was okay with Dorothy too. Right. Yeah, that was my favorite line. I mean, the, the line was the sex was great. Terrific, actually. Uh, but it was okay with Dorothy too, <laughs> which I, I enjoyed. I mean, I thought it was That's a great line. A, yeah, it was like the most backhanded compliment that you could possibly give someone. Mm-hmm. But I also, I feel like great is better than terrific. Um, I don't know. Do you feel like terrific is a... If you're just ranking that something is great and something is terrific, which one do you think is better? I think terrific's better than great. Okay, just more syllables? Uh, no, it's just, I'm just thinking like if somebody asks me, you know, about a, you know, a movie or a TV show, mm-hmm. I'll say, you know, good or great, you know, but for me to bust out terrific. Oh, you have to really be going over the top with exactly, your feelings? You know, okay, fair enough. Not the hyperbole for that one. Okay. I would say terrific is a less used word, so maybe yeah, that okay. would be a criteria yeah. for Fair enough. Preserve it for special occasions. Either way, I don't <laughs> think terrific is enough of an upgrade to bother using it as a second. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd go with like extraordinary, amazing, perhaps. Yeah. You know, Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, that would be one that, that would be worth upgrading, like yeah. if you're trying to delineate between great and the next level up. Yeah. So, so two things real quick. So, like, when he says that, you know, she could never hold her liquor, I really like that line. Mm. Um, but do you feel bad for Stan? Like, you know, he had a choice, and, I mean, I think the Stan we previously knew would have taken Chrissy, you know, at the drop of a hat. Right. You know, and I still think that, you know, even shallow Stan, maybe Chrissy was the better choice, mm-hmm. you know, but he, he's, like, sticking it out, going to ride it out with Dorothy. I mean, do you feel bad for him that he didn't really get what he wanted? No, not at all. Like, he, he made the more mature decision? Uh, no, I mean, I feel like that, uh, I mean, granted, he, I'm not the type of person who'll say that someone makes a mistake, even a bad one, should be damned forever, um, yeah, but yeah. at the same time. To leave your wife, divorce her, or you know, file for divorce without ever even discussing it with yeah, her and yeah, running yeah, off. Absolutely. I think any shit that comes stands way, at least in that particular you yeah. know realm, uh-huh. he, he more than has earned. So no, I didn't feel bad for him. But, that, yeah, uh, but he, he's trying to make it right. Well, still, I mean, he, he's still got a lot of uh, making up to do. I would say, or a lot of uh, suffering before. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he should. You know, be like, oh, okay, you, you cried for a couple of days because your other wife left you? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, now, he got yeah. his comeuppance with Chrissy, you know, so this is like a new situation with Dorothy. I don't know. I mean, that's a, a pretty small amount of comeuppance in uh-huh. comparison to uh, what Dorothy had to endure, yeah. um, you know, with, uh, with well, him. He said it had been a few months. Well, oh, you mean since she had left him? Yeah. Hmm. Well, she waited a long time to come find him then, didn't she? Yeah. Well, well she also says, though, that uh, he said, why haven't you returned any of my phone calls? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it may have been a bit of doing to track him down. Yeah, yeah. Where Where is she calling in, uh, you know, yeah, 1986, know. Yeah. like hotels? Yeah, they have a cell phone, I promise you that. Yeah, they hadn't built that dream house yet <laughs> on the property, so I don't know where he was staying, at a hotel. So where was she, how would she even know how to get in touch with them? Yeah. But, it's a mystery, Alan. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, if you were, if it was you, though, would you take Chrissy or B. Arthur? Oh, well, I mean, if, 
<laughs> if those are my options. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'd go with B. Arthur, but I, I almost would think. What <laughs> <laughs> no, but if uh, I, I would almost think that, on the one hand, yeah, he, he's you could say that he's choosing B. Arthur because of their history together and they have more, uh, you know, in common than what he does with Chrissy. But at the same time, don't you think part of that is like him then being the jilted lover and. Uh, maybe not wanting to take back the woman who had cheated on him and going with the woman Almost who he had prideful. cheated on instead. Yeah, yeah, a little bit uh, along those lines. Not as altruistic and mature mm. as what you're uh, painting it as, in my opinion. Mm. So either way, I don't feel a bit sorry for Stan for <laughs> Dorothy not uh, taking him back. Yeah. So I, I cur- it'd be interesting to find out uh, in later episodes if Chrissy did take him back. Um, yeah. I don't ever remember her appearing again. No, she wasn't in any more episodes. So, but... So. So I think it does show a little bit of maybe growth in Stan's character as far as wanting to take Dorothy instead. But I'm totally with you as far as he, he bought it. <laughs> He's yeah, going to pay for it. I'll absolutely give Stan credit for showing some growth um, through that. I mean, I won't I won't necessarily assume the worst. I will give him credit there, but I still don't feel bad that's, for him. It's kind of where it draws so, a line. Right. Uh, so. Uh, back to the story to finish it up. He professes his love for Dorothy and says he doesn't want to take uh, Chrissy back. She uh, splashes a drink in his face, mm-hmm. puts it. In, it looks like she puts it in like a lamp, mm-hmm. like a little wall-mounted lamp, and then storms off. And then after she exits, Dorothy kind of opens up to to Stan, saying, "You know that they're not going to get back together." And he wants to clarify. He says, "So you're saying that there is no chance of us getting back together?" And she's like, "Yeah, there's. It's just not going to happen." And so he uh, he starts heading out the door. He says, "I gotta go grab Chrissy before someone else does." And he kind of turns back. And this is kind of a weird way to end it, I thought. But he says, "Hey, terrific sex is better than nothing." And then he leaves. And then uh, Dorothy kind of like way to state the obvious. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, terrific sex is better than a lot of things. I would think. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a whole litany of <laughs> things you can put on the list that terrific sex is better than. But. <laughs> well, or a lot of things that are better than nothing. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, even if it was mediocre sex, it would still be better than the <laughs> exactly. uh, option of nothing. The Arthur sex is better than nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so then Dorothy. Uh, uh, left alone in the room now. She takes the drink, kind of toasts for herself, and is like, here's to terrific sex and the dumb blonde who's not going to get any. All right. So, yeah, it was a solid way to, to finish off the episode. But Chrissy didn't seem that dumb to me. Uh, like, she didn't say anything unintelligent. I'm trying to think. Stewardess line. She says, she flew all this way. And she's like, oh, I'm a stewardess. I fly for free. Yeah, I didn't think that was like a dumb thing. That was just yeah. being helpful. Yeah, yeah, maybe stating the obvious uh, yeah. a little bit. See, it didn't cost me a dime. Yeah. yeah. But it does seem like her and Dorothy would have met at some point previously. Well, I mean, if she lives in Maui and doesn't come yeah. home with Stan, you know, and the first time that Dorothy and Stan had even directly interacted, it would sound like was, you know, That's when he true. came home for the wedding. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you would have thought, well, I don't know. I guess with divorce, maybe it can be done all through correspondence, even in the yeah. 80s, you know, sending papers back and forth and whatnot. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah. So, anyway, I, I thought it was a solid finish to, mm-hmm. to the episode. Yeah. So, uh, I think we may have already stated our favorite lines of the episode. Mine was, you know, the one about the, the sex being terrific. Um, what was your ski? Um, I liked when Dorothy kind of took a stab at Chrissy saying, of course, she didn't say it that way. It was too many syllables. Right. And then did you have a, or, or was yours one that you attributed to yourself? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, mine about how I purchased my property from Simone. Okay. Mind. I so. got to say, I like that one too. It's still not my favorite, but it's a good second or third. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So uh, now Brent's probably going to try to give himself the MVP of the episode <laughs> also. Um, but uh, So proud. Who would you give the MVP of this one to, Ski? Uh, I'm going to go with Stan, I think. Just because, you know, I think he did have some uh, s- some growth in this regard. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the, obviously, two main characters, in my opinion, of this story. Yeah. Well, and he did have that, uh, you know, you saw what a, a fine dramatic actor he is also oh, yeah. with well, his tears. I mean, and, he almost brought me to tears. And he's getting some real. fine tale at the yeah. end, you know. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, and, and what about you, Brent? Oh, yeah. I mean, myself. Yourself, I MVP mean, of the episode. Between, like, all my good lines and the fact that I finally finished that puzzle I've been working on for a week. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, it was quite the challenge. It was um, a red-letter day. <laughs> right. Well, I guess I'm going to – I don't know. There, there wasn't 
You can give it to me. I'm, well, I'm going to give it to Rose just because I love the story. Yeah. Um, uh, it's kind of hard to give it to her for the whole episode, but I don't know. Dorothy's zingers weren't as you know Zingy. great as they you know have been in the past. I thought Blanche was good with her responses to to Rose's story, but she wasn't in it enough to to do it. And even though Rose was in it about the same amount as Blanche. I just, you know, Rose definitely really had more speaking parts. Yeah, she had a couple really good anecdotes. I mean, the one petered out at the end, I thought could have had a better line, um, you know, about what she didn't understand. But then the story, the anecdote about, uh, yeah, the midget. Yeah, the midget was fantastic. So she's my MVP. So how many pieces of cheesecake did this one earn for you, Ski? I actually like this one. I, I'm going to give it a five. Five. And for you, Brent? Yeah, probably four. Four. Yeah, I think I'd go with the. I'm gonna go with like a three and a half. I, I enjoyed it, but uh, I don't know. I thought even though the B story was had funny parts that you know to it, it was kind of uh, kind of pointless. Um, and and at the end, they never did decide on a destination <laughs> that would work for all of them. They for, sounded pretty bought on Hollywood, but Dorothy was still against. Well, it, yeah, so the two. So how yeah. did that turn out? Yeah. Well, like Brent said, perhaps they did. Uh, you know, after all, decide to go on separate vacations and Dorothy got stuck taking Ma. I think it would be almost hilarious if uh, uh, Blanche and Rose went on to Hollywood, Sophia went on to uh, wherever with her vacation club, and Dorothy got nothing. Well, I think it would be great if they all went to separate vacations and the house got burgled because there was no one there to watch <laughs> over it. <laughs> so, and with that, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.